Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. I am your host, Julie, and each Thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes, and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view, and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today, we are welcoming not one, but two guests, Helen and Nikki. It is the first time, and it was really exciting, so do let me know if you enjoy this format. You can either write a review on Apple Podcasts or tell me on Instagram at The Bubbling Adventure. This is an eye-opening episode on seeing things from both the mother and the baby's perspective. So Nikki is seeing things from the parent side and Helen is working, you know, like more through the baby's eyes. And so they tell us about how they got together and how, you know, powerful this is to have both sides of the picture. They even answered my questions on why so many mothers change their careers after the first baby or before number two. And that is not just because of circumstances, which I thought was very interesting. So we talk about the mother-baby relationship and how every parent once was a baby, which means they actually have a lot of insights. They also explain what matrescence is and how you can use it to your advantage by breaking preconceptions, you can build resilience, and how finding resolution for what happened to you makes it feel so much easier. And finally, you will learn how to give yourself a break and celebrate what you do, which is like we all need it. Spotify has a new feature where you can also leave a five-star review. It literally takes two seconds, but it would make me very happy and be super helpful. But now that it's said and you all went and do that and subscribe, let's begin. Hi, Ellen. Hi, Nikki. How are you today? Very well. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Good, thank you. Very good to speak with you. I think it's the first episode, actually, where we're three. <laughs> wow. Well, we like to be trendsetters. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
could you please introduce yourselves? So maybe Ellen, if you want to start, and then Nikki. Yeah, sure. I spent the first part of my career working in marketing and a set of circumstances led me to deciding that I needed to change my career. And so 20 years ago now, nearly 20 years ago now, I became a therapist and I began to specialise in mother and baby, mother and baby relationships, which I then took in a very long direction of picking up lots of different areas of interest. I got involved in epigenetics, phenomenology, embryology, craniosacrotherapy, and I became an advanced trainer with the NHS England um, Solihull approach, which helps people to understand early years trauma, brain development of little people. And I realized that actually at the end of all of this or at the heart of all of this was actually my own personal experience of researching and discovering and understanding why my relationship with my mother was quite fractured. So 20 years of experience later, I kind of have come to, to understanding what can go wrong in a mother-baby relationship in the very, very early days that is often unavoidable. It's often to do with the delivery process and just how traumatic that can be, which I now bring into my work, which is how I then met Nikki, but I'll let her introduce herself and then I can tell you how we got together. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Helen. Um, so I'm Nikki Young. Um, my background professionally is I was, I've been an HR consultant or in, in HR for 20 years. And within that, I started doing coaching. So I did coaching diploma uh, about nearly 10 years ago. And when I went on maternity leave five years ago from my role in HR, I discovered how little my new mum friends knew about, you know, what was ahead of them in terms of the world of marrying baby and work and, and the juggle, as we like to say. And um, I also just realised, you know, how many mums, new mums lose their confidence. And so I knew as a coach that I could I could help with that. And um, that became my new mission, really, to help new mums uh, navigate what's ahead of them from, you know, sort of bringing the whole life together. So work and baby and self. And then, yes, as Helen said, I met her and we started working together, which has been absolutely wonderful. And yes, just to say, I am mum to five-year-old George as well. So he keeps me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Our approach is a very inclusive approach. We kind of like to invite people into our world rather than preaching. That's, that's not what we're ever about. Mm. And actually we kind of have a, an approach that covers both sides of the spectrum. I mean, literally, we were both working with, a, with an organisation of mentoring during the pandemic and the early part of the pandemic with an organisation in America. And there were all of a sudden like two little Brits, Nikki and I, and, and not only were we the only Brits, we were actually 20 miles apart from each other in the UK. And she, there, there was she sort of looking after mum's side of the equation and there's me with the experience of sort of seeing things through the child's eyes and how they're impacted by going back to work and and relationship and those very early days and it just made absolute sense to be able to offer mums and 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 dads parents as well the, the ultimate service to be able to say this is what you need and this is how you feel and this is what you're baby might need and how they're feeling in the same situation because ultimately there is there is one qualification that every single mother has 
that they maybe not necessarily aware of or consciously aware of. And that is that every single mother has also been a baby. And sometimes it's about getting back to that memory of what it would have felt like for you, how you would have liked to have been treated can quite simply just reconnecting to that can quite simply give a huge amount of insight. So that's kind of what we're about. We, we have a very inclusive environment. We like to invite people into our world and yeah, and share it from sort of from both sides of the a viewpoint, but both mother and child. Sounds like a perfect match. So. It's, uh, it's that's how we felt when we met and it was but just that's how you, know, you as, met as, with the American yeah. yes uh, yeah we were men, um, both part of this uh sort of academy and and we met and, and I have to say you know when when Helen started sharing some of the stuff that she knows from a child's perspective and at that point you know my son was younger even younger he's only five now it was just like oh right like if I could really learn that much from Helen in terms of what she knows about my little one and what he's going through and it just it just really takes the pressure off and I think that's what we're about is it's you know we like to create a safe space for mums and parents you know just to be it's not about judgment I think there's so much judgment of self and others at the moment and and that's what we like to create is just kind of you know from my perspective I can I can absolutely sympathize and empathize with the mums Helen can you know tell us what's going on for little one and and that feels like a really powerful combination and um, yeah so that's how we started working together and that's how we work. That sounds perfect. And so, yeah, of course, we know that most mums discover as they just gave birth that, you know, with the hormones and just having a baby changes your world upside down and everything is different. Um, And so there is a word for that. And I would like you to please explain what is matrescence and, you know, exactly what happens, what can people expect or if they've been through it you know things that they could recognize and be like "Ooh, yeah okay I, I I will I will take that one now it's it is actually it's actually everybody has heard of the term adolescence and adolescence is that change during puberty when you're going from childhood to adulthood and that's recog- very very highly recognized matrescence is is a similar experience, but it's when you transition from womanhood into motherhood. And it was coined by an anthropologist back in the in the 70s. And it's known in terms of anthropology, in terms of psychology, but it's not really in common parlance. It's not really something that, that people, you know, when we speak to mothers and we say, have you heard of matrescence? And they say, no. And mm-hmm. we then go on to explain what that is. And um, I'd never heard of it when I became a mother, just no. <laughs> I hadn't heard of it at that point. <laughs> no. So basically, in the process to becoming a mother, three things happen. You change on a biological level. Obviously, we know we're having a baby. The body changes, cells change, your cells are imprinted, the baby's imprint. They're, you know, at a cellular level, things change. Then, of course, you've got a chemical change, and that's through hormones. That's both as your in during pregnancy, for some women, it starts a little bit earlier if, if they're having any form of assistance and getting pregnant and they're taking hormones or anything like that. And matrescence for them starts a little bit earlier. And then the final change is a social change, which is a basic change in identity, as, as you say. 
So it's it's very much about how you see yourself and about fitting a new model, but very, very much about also how you perceive others see you. And that's all a massive shift. And in our work, um, we work specifically with women who are potentially returning to work. So whether they're returning to work as an entrepreneur, it's their own business, or we have been you know, involved with working corporately with people work, returning back into the workplace. Funnily enough, it is that time, interestingly, that it's time when women consider leaving the, the workforce. When they've had a baby or they're thinking about baby number two, it just seems to be the time when they think, you know, this is it. Maybe I'll go and do something different. And the question then is because most of them think that that comes from a point of functionality. You know, it's about it's about it's about childcare. It's about flexible working. But actually, maybe it isn't about circumstances because some of those changes that are actually happening in your body actually completely and utterly support that that would be a sort of the, the change that you would be looking for. I mean, I know Nikki, that's how you felt, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And as I say, you know, I, I didn't know about matrescence when I became a mother and I really wish I had known because when I learned about it, it just made so much sense for me. And it was, to be honest, a huge relief. And I really hope that, you know, that's the impact that we can have on some of your listeners, just knowing that this is a thing. Helen and I cannot work out why this isn't in common parlance because it's such a major, major thing. And for me, it was just a relief to kind of go, oh, okay, right. So there's a reason why I feel like a completely different person. And it feels circumstantial because, yes, I now have, you know, a small human being to look after and and who is dependent on me. So, of course, it's circumstantial. And Helen and I were, were having a conversation with a contact of ours last week who has three children, the oldest of which is seven. And... She was only just learning about the concept of matrescence as well. And, and she was actually saying when we were talking to her, wasn't she, Helen, that she was literally kind of almost looking over her shoulder and, and pointing to this person that she used to be and kind of, you know, thinking about, well, where is that person and, and why aren't I that person now? And actually even just knowing that there's a reason why, yeah, you're not that person anymore, but you know what? That's okay. And, and I think that is a, a huge, hopefully a huge advantage just in itself. And then there are other things that we can do with knowing more about matrescence as well. Um, but for me, it was just a huge relief to know that there's a reason why I did feel different. And my own experience in terms of what Helen was talking about in terms of, you know, returning to work as I say, I mean, I happened to leave my organisation through redundancy anyway, whilst I was on maternity leave. And then, as I said at the beginning, I, I realised how little my new mum friends knew about, you know, their return to work, what their options were, making the decisions, their confidence levels. And so I realised that I could impact there. And as Helen said, I guess at the time, I probably thought it was circumstances that drove me to that but now I, I kind of question that, you know, when I learned about matrescence, I'm like, actually, I think part of it may have been because I've become this different person through the process of matrescence. Actually, is it more I want I, I wanted to help, but now I feel a need to help because I've got a completely different perspective. I've gone through all these changes and I've now got a small human being for whom the world is completely brand new. And I feel a need, more of a need and a pull and an urge to impact that and what that world will be like for him by helping his friends' mums, I guess. And I also mm. think as well, with those changes, I mean, those changes don't happen overnight and they don't 
dissipate overnight. Once you've gone into the process of matrescence, it's, a, it, it's quite an undetermined amount of time that, that you are in that phase. It's not immediately after, de after delivery that continues through early years and it's different for different people. But I think those identity changes in particular bring about new skills that we don't necessarily accept or acknowledge that are new skills because we're permanently looking at the where did the old me go why aren't I my old me with rather than embracing maybe some of those skills or advantages that have yeah. presented themselves now or skills that can become advantages that have presented them themselves now that actually make a woman who is a mother well it gives her a different set of tools that aren't necessarily acknowledged and it's important to let everybody know so that they can be acknowledged. Mm, but that's yeah. very interesting. I was actually wondering if these changes happen because I hear so many stories of you know women completely changing their careers and what they're doing and so on once uh, they become mothers or second time mothers. And I was wondering if it's because, for example, this not necessarily in comfort, but you know, if they were unconsciously already thinking of a change. And then the fact that, you know, having a baby and having also time to think and being in the postpartum world and so on, if that was intensifying, or as you said, it's really interesting to understand that it's also what's happening inside the body, yeah. actually promoting these changes. It's fascinating. It's true because it at, at after pregnancy and particularly after delivery, your landscape changes completely, both externally and internally. And what is changed, even if things dissipate, that imprint is always going to be there in an element because that's the way our cells work. Our cells, you know, we collect information, our nervous system collects information. So there's always going to be that change. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, it if somebody was thinking about it, was thinking about doing their, their own thing professionally, it certainly is the time where it becomes maybe more real, maybe more of a possibility. Yeah, I think a lot of time, you know, maternity leave is a really interesting time. <laughs> and, you know, obviously you've got a lot on your plate. There's a lot of thought processes. And I think it's a natural time to reassess anyway. And then, of course, you know, when you become aware that there is this matrescence process that you are going through, it, it, it does feel absolutely natural. As, as you both say, it's, it's the external circumstances that are changing and it's also the internal landscape as well. So it's, it's absolutely a key time to be thinking about what's next. Is it the same as it, you know, it isn't ever going to be the same as it was before, in fact. So how does that change and, and move forward? And I think even just knowing that this exists and is going on for you, is incredibly helpful whilst you reassess and think about what comes next. Mm. Are there sort of questions to think about in particular, or you know, some steps that, for example, you can help prepare yourself to use this period on your advantage, or is there anything you would recommend? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's loads of things. I think first of all, as I, and I know I've said this, so forgive me for kind of really repeating it, but I think just acknowledging that this exists is really important. So, you know, for you to have that knowledge as a mother, all your listeners, knowing that you have changed and that that's okay, it's then I think you know we can we can really then turn it to our advantage when we know this, and. 
you know, I've felt in the past like I've been failing because I'm not that person anymore. And we often feel like that because, you know, we're comparing ourselves to the old self or to others. And as we said before, you know, Helen and I make sure that we have an environment which is completely non-judgmental and we don't allow judgment of self either. We acknowledge that it's there, but we, you know, we try and get people out of it. And I think it's really about sort of, you know, making sure that you reflect on that. And if you think about, as, as Helen was saying, you know, there are skills that, that you can, that you have now got as a mother that you would not have had before. And we were doing some work with, as Helen said, with corporates back in, well, earlier this year. And I think in, in March, there was some new research came out via LinkedIn, I think, about recruitment and the top skills that were you know, required or, or um, desired, I, I suppose, in leadership. And the top skill at the time was adaptability. And for us, it's like, well, are there any more, is, is there any more of an adaptable group of people than new mothers? You know, they have had to adapt to growing a human being, giving birth to that human being, having that human being dependent on them 24-7. And, you know, if ever there was adaptability, now I'm not saying that all new mothers are therefore, you know, qualified to lead an organisation, but it's those things that I think we possibly don't have the time or even the, you know, it, it's not talked about. All we talk about is how difficult things are and they have to be. And I was talking to somebody the other day who is expecting her first child very soon. And she said to me, she said, oh, yeah, I've been told that I've got to be prepared to feel guilty for the rest of my life now because I'm going to be a mother. It's that mum guilt. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> please don't feel that way. That's It's pretty powerful, right? And that's what she's been told. She's not even feeling it yet, but she's been told she's, you know, that's, I mean, she that's must be part of your like lot. Dreading it, you know, like you must, I mean, she's, you're not in I, a very peaceful state when you think oh my god yeah, exactly that doesn't doesn't feel that positive right and I think it is we all talk about it that it's the hardest job you'll ever do now I don't think Helen and I are promising that it's not a hard job it is hard but I think it's less hard when you can appreciate these things about yourself so you know it, again to to use it and some questions is is think about who are you now and how are you different so we've got we've got some conversations coming up in January where we'll be just inviting women in to join the conversation about some of this stuff and to help them. And, you know, part a big part of how we like to work is around, as I say, creating a safe, safe space and giving tools so that mothers can make themselves feel better so that they can help their children so they can understand their children better. And Helen is amazing at that. My relationship with my son has completely changed since I started working in, and learning from Helen. And it's also about sort of giving them the tools to help themselves as well so that they can they know how to make themselves feel better. So, you know, obviously there are, you know, hundreds of those things. But, but if we start with one, what I'd love to invite your listeners to do now is just take, you know, if you've been feeling like you're failing, just take a few minutes to sit down and think through one skill that you have either acquired or really improved or honed since you've become a mother. 
So what is that skill? And I don't want to put answers into their heads, but it might be adaptability. It might be multitasking. It might be resilience, empathy, all of these things. Time management. Absolutely. Patience. Nobody's a better multitasker. Patience. Patience. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe I didn't have that, but (laughs) so any of those skills and really take a moment to celebrate it, celebrate just one. Um, you know, if you've got five, absolutely fantastic. You'd probably be feeling on cloud nine by now because I think we take so much time telling ourselves what we're not doing as mothers and parents that, you know, it's really important to celebrate, to notice and to celebrate what we are doing well. So take a few minutes, sit down when, you know, baby's asleep or however old your child is, just you've got five minutes to yourself, have that cup of tea or glass of water, whatever it is you want to have take a few minutes, think about one skill that you have either acquired or home since you've become a mother and really celebrate it and think about how you use that. And I think that's really, you know, that can be a really uplifting thing to do where we kind of, you know, give yourself a pat on the back for that, quite frankly. Well done. I absolutely, because I think in most of these cases, they sound very simple, you know, sort of more patience or timekeeping or adaptability, but actually they are really skills. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. They are really, really yeah. they are transferable skills, skills and as well. Absolutely, maybe absolutely. Other settings, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, almost it almost leads you back to the workplace, doesn't it? All of those skills. Why would that not be very valuable to an employer? (laughs) You know, sort of they're all leadership qualities. Mm. But I think it's as well, if you can be conscious, if you know timekeeping was was the skill that you've really become incredible at, 
make it really conscious say you know give yourself opportunities to use your timekeeping skill through the day and it doesn't have to be about one thing it could be about a variety of different things and I think that's and then then that becomes part of the celebration we can feel proud of ourselves absolutely yeah I mean it's amazing all the new skills and or you know just the things that you develop and yeah I mean you're growing a human being you know if that's not like uh, sort of like but again it can be linked to the business right because you have to to be you know looking after everything it's you do health and safety you do (laughs) you do a little bit of everything really first aid (laughs) yeah (laughs) communication yeah. it's a lot yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a lot is. and so how work your sessions because you you ladies work together do you do the sessions together or is it like depending on what people need or do you have different sessions could you please explain a little bit how you organize yourselves Sure. So um, the original conversations we'll be having will be community sessions where it's just, as we say, like joining the conversation. And then later down the line, we'll be feeding that into different types of discussions. But I mean, Helen and I realise that we both work best together or, or at least people get the most value out of both of us. So most of the sessions, we like to do it in a group setting as well, most of it, because there's a real power in the community and that sharing in a safe space, in a non-judgmental space where we can, you know, we can help. We do teach, of course, as well. And, you know, just learning and sharing in that space. There's so much sort of healing in that. That. And we really believe in the power of that community because it can feel like such a lonely time, actually, you know, especially at the moment, especially for anybody mm. who's had a baby in the last, well, since COVID hit in the last sort of pretty much two years. It's it's been really particularly tough. And even if you had your baby way before that, you know, we've all had long periods of time. So certainly I'm talking for the UK specifically, but I know in lots of other countries where, you know, we've had long periods where we've been homeschooling and, you know, not seeing anybody else locked down and, and all of that kind of thing. So a hugely celebrate that resilience, everybody, please, because that is incredible. Everybody, regardless of whether you've got children or not. And, you know, as I say, because it can be such a lonely time, we really believe that there's a huge power in that community and sharing and realizing you're not alone. It's that reassurance as somebody we were speaking to um, quite recently said, oh, it's lovely to know that I'm, I'm not mad, is what she said. So, so wow. that's how we, you get both of us and, you know, a community of people, but we will, we will personalize it as well. So I hope that yeah, explains. Yeah, I think it's, it's also to share as well that we started in the maternity space because that's evidently where, you know, there was the most understanding of this transitional period. But in actual fact, the way we work and what we do and the process that we help women go through to understand where in our bigger programs, when we get to understand where there may have been disruption or ruptures, we call them in their pattern, what their expectations were coming into their pregnancies, how they then progress in the fourth trimester. Those moments are relevant to women, whether they've had children in the last six months in the last or in the last six years or in the last 16 years to be honest because there is always uh, there's always a place for that retrospective ability to have inner knowing and to say oh that's why that happened and when you understand why something happened and the impact that it had on you and the impact that it had on has on your child it resolves it resolves more or less all on its own just with a little bit of just a bit of hand holding to be quite honest because 
you know, there's there is it's a it's a privilege to be in this position of growing humans. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. an absolute privilege, and everybody, everyone wants the best for them and it's kind of never too late to see what circumstances happened in your case and quite often they are external circumstances things that at the time you couldn't control that have come into the into your space and just make every day maybe that little bit more difficult because there's never no resolution on it if you can find resolution for what's happened in your own personal experience then everything just feels easier everything it mm. is just easier it doesn't feel like you know okay I know my identity's changed now and I know that I might have had a traumatic not even a traumatic delivery to be quite honest just an ordinary delivery that will have some moment that I've connected to that wasn't potentially the way I would have preferred it to be and what that then brings into life as soon as those things are settled out of the equation as soon as there's some resolution on it you can almost move on from it and be able to just cope better just cope better get everything into perspective just be able to manage more in a more what would be the word I'm more on relax hate the word balance but more of an efficient way Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's from a place of knowing as well isn't it Helen and 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 in then you're in a much more empowered position to be able to plan you know for the future and what comes next because you're not still you know you're not sort of scrabbling as much to catch up you've you've caught up and you've resolved and then you're in a position to move forward and and that's one of the reasons why Helen and I work so well together is not just that we're mother and baby but we've been resolution and then you know planning what comes next as well so yin and yang Mm, so if I understand correctly basically sometimes it's not like a, a big event necessarily but it's a lot of small ones that makes it a bit harder to process so you have to do it you know one by one to then be able to I think absolutely right I mean there is there is a lot of disruption from lots of small events layered on top of each other because then you stop seeing which one was the cause but if you can the way that we try to work is we take our mothers back to the bigger events you know sort of their expectations coming into pregnancy how they delivered their baby what the fourth trimester was like for them and actually once once somebody can share their story about that we can identify those things that might have been very little but have layered one more and one more and one more and and we can help exactly bring resolution sorry Helen but just to really illustrate how that can work which I'm sure you know probably a lot of your listeners Julie can probably relate to is I was having a conversation with Helen one time and I got really emotional about day four of after my son George was born because I couldn't feed him and um I was in that emotion wasn't I Helen I was you know literally I was I was really emotional about it and I remember it I remember it vividly sitting in the rocking chair upstairs in the bedroom calling my mum saying why can't I feed my son and you know because there's so much else that's going on like you know is there what's left of their cord fallen off yet are they you know what are their nappies like how warm should the bath be you know all of this stuff nobody really gets to process that moment of day four sitting in the rocking chair calling mum to say why can't I feed my son feeling like such a failure like Mm. such a failure like this is ridiculous it's the most natural thing in the world and you know this is why we we really judge ourselves for this and so it was only as a sort of part of a different discussion 
that Helen and I were having that conversation and it allowed me to heal that moment. But with everything else that's going on when we're in that moment, you know, you don't get the chance really to resolve those what what feel like small things, but actually they have a massive impact. And, you know, that's that's five and a half years ago for me, but I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, we, we can really take ourselves back there. So to be able to resolve those things, as you say, like I didn't have a particularly traumatic delivery, but there were things in there that, you know, layered on this, mm-hmm. you know, feeling of, of failure or it didn't live up to expectation or, you know, something that I have unconsciously or subconsciously translated into a meaning for me and without really resolving that I can carry that forward into my life and also of course into George's life and we all do that yeah you're creating a full story exactly Mm. thank you for sharing Nikki it's a a good example and also that's why you complement each other so well absolutely probably in sessions as well because obviously when two people listen you probably grab different things and, you know, bring it together to have the full picture. Um, and because you have different experiences as well and skills, it, I mean, it completely makes sense. It's amazing that you yes. both signed up on the same program, really. I know, <laughs> in America. Very serendipitous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's meant to be, for sure. <laughs> I just signed for up sure. for an accelerator in the US as well so maybe I will <laughs> ah well there we go we will that's what the sort of might be in the same circle accelerator course love it <laughs> yeah we'll see <laughs> that's yeah. amazing wow okay is there any last advice that you would like to share I think I mean, Helen will have some gold that she is very often unaware of until I go, oh my God, Helen, that's amazing. I think mine would be just that reminder of really, you know, understand this, you know, understand that there are reasons why. And I think it's a way, you know, it's easy for us to say, don't judge yourself, but that's where we go to. (laughs) That's our, you know, automated kind of pattern. So I think understanding this and kind of giving yourself a bit of a break and to and to really celebrate what you do do and how you do it is really important and do that at least once in some small way at the very least every day would be my piece of advice because it's easy to feel like you're not doing a great job and you're failing but you're not so that's Mm. that would be my advice I think for me I would say trust your instincts yeah because your instincts are made up of memories and you know for the first two years of your life you had to communicate non-verbally with action, with behaviours, and you managed to make yourself understood. So actually, if you can trust your instincts, because your instincts, as I say in there, are memories. They, it, your, your body does remember what it was like to be a child, to be a baby. And just try and, try and give yourself that credibility, you know, that, that authority, you have it. You have it. I think you it's have a reassurance as well, isn't it, yeah. Helen, that it's, you know, we've, like Helen said, I mean, I, I never thought of it. It was like, yeah, of course, I was a baby once as well. And also, I hadn't acknowledged the fact that, you know, I gave birth to my son, but he experienced it too. Like, he was there as well. <laughs> I don't think we think of that often enough. So, yeah. you know, we've all been there. We have all been there as, as babies and children. So I love that advice. Thank you, Helen. <laughs> mm, yeah, it, it's making me think. You can probably see on my face, I'm like... That's, that's true. What, what was it like? <laughs> like, yeah. I did make myself understood. Like, yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, because uh, that's shapes definitely your, your, that a worry. Ex- 
that experience does contribute to your personality. You're, the nine months that you're in utero, you're collecting your personality through your mother's experiences. And that's a big experience that the two of you have together. And, you know, and that, you know, that is going back to a, a scenario of Nikki talking about not, you know, why can't she feed her, her child on day four? Well, actually, he's still recovering from that experience as well. It's day four. It's very, very quick. It's very soon mm. after that event. And he's got a settling period with that as well. So it's, it's, yeah. it's very interesting when you look to some of the, some of the different cultures who, who make it an, an objective that after a mother has delivered, you know, the, the rest of, of the culture works around them while they, mm -hmm. they bond for four weeks because it's such yeah. a critical time to be just mother and child one-on-one. -on -one. I actually love how Koreans approach the whole, I know the mothers have a special diet right after giving birth, a lot of seaweed and, you know, soups just to replenish. And it's, it's really, really important for them. So someone from the families move in for a whole month at the beginning to help and so that they can really bond. And also they have a celebration for the 100 days of the baby. Yeah. Uh, because obviously back then, you know, it was such an accomplishment to make it to 100 days. And so I think it's still amazing that, you know, it's kept like that and everyone is sort of helping the family unit. So everything goes well. We have so much to learn from, from other cultures. <laughs> For sure, for Definitely. sure, because, because in some of our Western societies, a hundred days later, mother is back at work. Mm. No, that's or even less. I mean, yeah, a, a lot less. <laughs> it's great to have the the choice to, but yeah, it's uh, it, having the choice is choice is, is the most important thing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nikki and Helen, for sharing your expertise. We will leave all the links in the description box so that everyone at home can check out your wonderful work. And thank you again so much for everything we talked about today. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.